Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, you know that I'm not actually your dad, right? <laughs> and I'm Av Zanetsky, and I have to go to hell. How's it do? Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, formerly a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast, and formerly after this episode, a uh, the rehearsal podcast, um, at least for a while. The season two is coming, but uh, not for a while. Uh, we are here today to discuss the finale of season one, episode six, Pretend Daddy which originally aired on August 19th, 2020. And uh, Av, what, what's your big picture takeaway from this one? Um, I guess this would be a good time for Jared Jerome to turn off the podcast. Um, I loved everything about this. I love everything about this season. Everything about this, everything. Um, it definitely has lots of holes you could poke here or there, but it just, um, it's unlike anything else I watched uh, in a very long time. Um, and I just found it to be like very moving and profound in uh, bizarre ways, um, episode after episode. So um, I'm very high on the season as a whole and this episode in particular. Um, excited to hear what you think. I haven't heard what you have, what you think so far. Um, I mean, I thought this episode was the, the most different from the rest of the episodes and i understand why it could be polarizing to some people it was it was kind of like we we you know we had made jokes about like you know like the come with guy or the parents or the fucking asshole the parents who let their kids be on this show but like right. we sort of had this assumption that there was like you know the way that they made reference to like the hour requirements for example we thought that there was sort of you know child psychologists or you know uh behavioral experts on staff and um apparently there wasn't any of that and so like it's just like i don't know it, it was such a very different show but uh why, why don't we jump into it because i don't want to yeah we may as well um yeah. yeah so we um we start out and it's um adam's birthday um i think this is uh six-year-old adam um you know we're celebrating the birthday and at what point during the birthday party um, we see like the transformation from six-year-old Adam to nine-year-old Adam. But the, mm. the major thing about this party, uh, and it's insanity, is that he is hired exclusively extras to work at this parties. And under like the labor laws of the union, these extras are not allowed to speak because they're not allowed to have yeah. speaking roles on camera. If they so do, they, they just get say, paid more. Right. And so or he they're, says, they're out of the across the $15,000, he explains. <laughs> By doing it this way, yes. Yeah. And like it's just – it's annoying to me when he lies in ways that are so obviously lies because it's like we're trying to believe you about stuff, but like, no, this show you didn't you didn't not have them speak to say fifteen thousand dollars. You had them not speak because you thought it'd be a more funny and absurd part. Correct. Yeah, and, like, and, and you're correct. It was. It was yeah, very funny for sure. Um, it was very good stick. Yeah. And by the way, some of those kids seem like they were having like a legitimately good time with Adam. 
Yeah, yeah and Adam seems to be seems to be enjoying himself, but he's just uh, Liam's just a great actor, so there's yeah. really no way to know. Um, but yeah, but we get to see a whole bunch of extras not talking. <laughs> Are they also not allowed to eat? Is, is do they get paid extra if they eat? Is that why the woman was pretending to eat the chicken nuggets? Uh, oh, that's why she didn't want the food. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That could be right. Yeah. Maybe they're not allowed to eat food. You get an eating either. role. Yeah, you got. You have to get a. Uh, you know, because then you're part. Then you're participating in the scene. Like you, mm. an extra has to just be background. They yeah, can't really exist. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the rules. Um, yeah, so like Nathan's having this like overall feeling that like he keeps getting drawn away from like fathering duties because he has to handle everything behind the scenes. Um, at the at the same time, um, you know, going back last week when we did the, the podcast with Nathan for us, one of them, I don't recall which one of them, suggested that, um, you know, did they have to get like new consents from the parents? Hey, I know we told you we're raising him Christian. Now we're also going to be secretly raising him <laughs> yeah. Jewish. Uh, and we laughed at that. And that's well, yeah, yeah, it turns out uh, that exact same thing happened. And they, they're like, hey, you like kind of fucked up my kid. Um, and we get this like hilarious slash horrifying scene mm-hmm. where Nathan is like forced to like prostrate before this woman and her child and declare Jesus to be the Lord and Savior and that yeah. Jews are going to hell. And like, you're lucky you're not a Jew <laughs> because <laughs> Jews go to hell. Um, yeah. But um, it was the, the mom, it was the mom very, seems uh, to find it satisfactory. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. She, she, right. She didn't say, no, 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 no. That, that's <laughs> not necessary. She thought it was appropriate. Yes. <laughs> uh, Recompense. Um, after her okay. coming on the show, she doesn't love Jews more than she did before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the bigger problem, however, is with Remy, who had played um, the child at the time that he was uh, performing as Dr. Fart. So Dr. Fart has had, had some separation anxiety um he, you know he didn't want to and, leave and he the was also party. of course he's the six-year-old at the party who gets swapped out for the nine-year-old and then just becomes a guest right. at the party right, right. quite a transition <laughs> mid-scene from star <laughs> to extra yeah yeah no wonder he's traumatized like, yeah. like oh hey it's your birthday and then it's like no somebody other kid gets like all yeah, the presents and by the way shut the up cake. i'm talking yeah it's all for him yeah right you can't talk you're an extra now yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they should have maybe swapped him not on his birthday <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, my heart's starting to break just thinking about poor Remy here. Um, yeah, yeah. It's really it's really sad um, and kind of predictable. Um, but yeah, um, he's like having a lot of trouble. He like uh, he keeps referring to Nathan as daddy. You know, he's he's having he's getting confused between like what's real and what's fake. So basically, this whole experiment um, seems to have only worked on one person. And it was a six year old <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah. But like Every, everyone you know- else was well aware. <laughs> The, the the mom says like yeah before he was on the show he was always asking questions about his friends who had dads it's like at the point that that became like the new story because maybe that wasn't the initial like story maybe it was initially like a fake mom only or whatever like I do feel like there should have been some kind of reassessment here and there seemed to be a, a failure on a lot of people's parts and and obviously Nathan um, is primarily responsible yeah um at the same time like this kid will get over it like it'll be fine. It sounds like by like the, the next time they go to visit him, he's like, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, I mean, then we start to get into like, what do we believe and what do we not believe, right? I guess. Uh, I, like, I, Nathan's I, willing to make himself look like an asshole, but only so far. I agree that this this is like not the most responsible thing to do. Um, I think this kid will be fine or not fine, but not because of, you know, having been on this thing for two weeks. Well, I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think that this single-handedly is going to like determine an entire life. Yeah, but, so he'll be fine. But, 
Or he won't be, but not because of this. Yeah, that, that's a very bad attitude to have. To like, so anything you, as long as they doesn't kill you, or, or then it's fine. Like, no, it's just like it's, I don't think it's the biggest deal. Like, yeah. it, he'll be confused for a little bit, and then he'll figure out that Nathan's not his father. He's not going to go through life thinking Nathan Fielder's his father now. I don't know. He could have anxiety or depression or you know severe uh, mental. Everyone has anxiety or depression. Not an extreme amounts when they're six or He's old, not going to have extreme amounts for this. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's a little confused when he's. I'm says. not a professional, so I'm not going to. Neither am I. Yeah. I I'm, I'm speaking out of turn very confidently. But yeah. I still feel this okay. Way. Um, rub some dirt on it. Some robitussin. <laughs> I'm not saying that. He'll just yeah. he'll be fine, <laughs> or not, but not because of this. Um, kind of I guess. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah no. Anyways, cool. again, I think that professionals uh, beyond um, me and Av should have been uh, involved. Yeah, in, people should wait. Wait, if there's any, pro- no, there's no, any professionals is, listening. Uh, you know, on the set and, and prior to and during yeah. casting. And, you know, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what uh, what was uh, consulted or what was what yeah. was approved and what was consented to. Um, so I was listening to this old interview with Nathan Fielder where he talked about how he's like his social awkwardness, which to him um, was not intentional and was not for humor. He only noticed that it was like people would laugh at it. And and so he sort of like accentuates it for comedy now. But like it, it really is his natural behavior. And so like I thought about this a little when he goes to visit uh, Remy's house and like his reaction to a real house is I wasn't used to this level of detail. It was a work of art. Like that's <laughs> right. the, not how normal people react to seeing a real house. But I, I feel like he sincerely does. Well, it's when you're coming from a mindset of having to construct everything. Yeah. Then yes, then like something that's done but randomly seems like art in some way. I I hear that actually. Sure. That it's oh, like, for sure. Because like they've actually captured what like a natural home looks like in a way that you never could because they weren't trying to. Uh, well, but, which, you but, know, ultimately is part of like the you know the final well, one of the lessons of the episode. Yeah. Well, that is ironic, I guess, that if you think about it, the the bar that they recreate. And the chicken shop that they recreate, everything, the goal is to be as authentic as possible. And then for the home, it was like this idealized, perfect version as far as we get. Yeah. And, you know, I know I've been, you know, I've been saying over and over that, like the whole like recreation thing, kind of like I've always enjoyed them and they're interesting and they're funny and all that. But like it kind of doesn't never made sense to me. And like, I think there's also like. I've I've had this where it's like you have like some great experience or like you have a great night now at a specific place and like you try to like recreate it and like you can't like because like it's not because like you were at that location it's just because if like whatever like dynamic or whatever was in the air on a specific night that made it like a memorable night like you can't like recapture that just by going to the same place again sure and, like um and, like that's kind of like what he's trying to do for so much of this or at least like officially like he's just like trying to like shoehorn in experiences just through atmosphere yeah but i mean i'm not a person like i personally feel and i could be wrong and it it could be my own hubris saying this but i personally feel like the atmosphere isn't important to me and i and i i wouldn't say i roll my eyes but i always when i hear these descriptions of for example um before um lawyers are going to speak before court in some extreme cases with you know very deep pockets they'll recreate the entire court so that they can practice like the or or presidential debates or uh, political debates also like they recreate the set they try to make it look exactly as good and i like i've always wondered like why are we doing that level of attention to detail for the physical space why not focus on the substance of our conversation but like yeah but the fact that it's done by those with who invest heavily to do so makes me think that you know it, it, while for me that might not be highly necessary maybe not for you but maybe there are people for whom 
Yeah, the, but that, also that, that sometimes I don't know. Sometimes people are wrong about things, right? Like just like, sure. Just be just because like smart people are doing it doesn't mean it's right. Like, sure. I mean, I would um, like to think there's some kind of research done behind that, but I would yeah. have liked to think that there was, as I said, you know, prior to uh, employing poor Remy, trained professionals involved, not just this awkward conversation between uh, Nathan and Remy's mom, like a comedian and like a wannabe celebrity right. mom that happens after uh, the damage has already been done. Basically. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. So, you know, but now that he's trying to go in back and do the whole like father son thing with Adam now being played by Liam, like he's having mm. a lot of trouble yeah. because like, you know, now this whole thing has got like real for him because like he developed this like real connection with Remy. Yeah. And like, you know, Adam's like, hey, thank you so much for the birthday party. I love you. And Nathan's like very cold about it. <laughs> um, there's this hilarious scene where like he drops him off at the Jewish day school because like Nathan wants to like feel like a good Jew who sends his kids to, to Jewish schools. Um, but then like he but like he knows that the real parents are then going to like immediately pick him up and like shoot him over to like his public school. Uh, but still, it's amazing. In fact, his only actual experience at the Jewish school is it's that Nathan bullied. hires three childs to be <laughs> Jewish bullies with their yarmulkes and tzitzis and say, hey, do you want to come over? Loser, we don't want to come over. <laughs> I, was think, Nathan, I was thinking about Nathan, using that as little, uh, Oh, as your line. Yeah. I was thinking about using that as my opener. Alex, do you want to do a podcast with me? Two, how are you going to do it? You're not invited on the podcast. Loser. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is fun. Like, Nathan engineered that entire thing because he had like this idea of, oh, I know what I would tell a kid if I ever had this situation. That's basically what happened, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he had this uh, grand idea to just say no, because um, that's how bullies are. Usually, it's that one one try, and then they say they move on. <laughs> right? No, you slug them up, and then yeah. they disappear. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're too good. Yeah. <laughs> we can't bully you. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I did like when Nathan starts using nine year old Adam, and then and then you know he has that scene where he like interrupts nine year old Adam, and he says, like, "Ask him to confirm, like, you know, I'm not your real dad." Real life Adam's reaction is so great to me because like I have a nine year old and that's exactly what my nine year old would do. Like my nine year old, <laughs> I'm not saying my nine year old could or should be an actor, but like he 100 percent would understand the concept and would be able to execute it. And whereas my five year old, which is closer to Remy's age, maybe he could, but I over 50 percent chance I think he couldn't. And he would get confused like like Remy. I mean, you know, hopefully he already has a father figure. So not to that extent, but like it, there's just a massive difference in comprehension and emotional maturity between like a nine-year-old and a six-year-old for sure and you know and i think i asked you this on one of the earlier podcasts i mean i have i have a nine i have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old there's a yeah. huge emotional yeah, there's a huge, i mean didn't i ask you this on one of the earlier episodes i feel like i said to you like i wonder the babies don't have to think about it and the three-year-olds are too small and by nine like they they can understand acting but i, right. I, I could have sworn <laughs> i asked you this on another episode but i said the six-year-olds what are they thinking can someone yeah, yeah so obviously they're confused by it but yeah. well, I, I think uh, six-year-olds yeah. get confused by a lot of things yeah, like they could they dress up in a costume and they think they're really a Batman for like an hour. Like I don't know, they don't understand. They they have trouble with a lot of that sort of stuff. So yeah. like this is yeah. just like this is a more severe example of that. My my, like, my, my son like earnestly like sincerely believes and like gets into like debates with adults about this. That superheroes are real. However, mm-hmm. they all died prior to the Torah, so they were like the dinosaurs. They were like in a prehistoric era. Mm-hmm. And then they all died, and I guess we lost all their technology. Um, but they, like he sincerely, just as believable as anything else. Yeah, I guess so. But he sincerely. Well, I guess as you put it that way. <laughs> but this he sincerely believes. But he made this all up in his head. He didn't have people like telling it to him. So I assume. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe he had a weird. I hope. 
but yeah, I don't know. But he insi- like he like sincerely believes this is the case, and so it's like, all right, I'm not gonna argue with you. Like you know, it doesn't really harm you, you, anyone for you to think that. So, so yeah, that's yeah. what he thinks. Poor Remy thinks that uh that Nathan is his daddy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was it's like a very heartbreaking scene when he goes to uh you know visit him. He like doesn't want him to leave, and he's like, no, I want you to be daddy. It's really sad. Um, but it's like, it's also like they really like developed a bond and like, that's, um, you know, that's interesting. And like, you know, that's kind of like what we're like, we were like aiming for in a way with, uh, this experiment here for cold hearted Nathan. Well, again, I, I come back to my, um, the question I've been asking from the beginning, which is like a question of editing, like Nathan chose to choose like for this to be the narrative of the season of the fi- of the finale right like this he didn't have to do this like all this stuff behind with remy was behind the scenes was officially not like on camera quote unquote whatever he didn't have to show any of this like he's making choices about sure what he wants to do and i'm just curious like what why do you think this is how he chooses to to uh turn in the finale um because like ultimately he's like you know, to the extent he's a character or the person or whatever, like that's for anyone to determine. But like he is like pulling back the camera and, and saying like, yes, like this was always all all about me all along, um, which like was obvious for for several episodes, but like yeah. much more so in this episode. Um, and by making it more about him, like he's showing how what this whole experience of creating this thing did for him, the person, assuming that you accept that, you know, that's authentic and not just like another, an additional layer of character on top. Like he's playing a character who made a movie, who made a documentary about a character named Nathan, Nathan Fielder, who was, who had a show called Nathan for you. Uh, you know, everyone could have their own level of how meta and far this goes. Um, yeah, but, but, but none know, of us I, really know. Yeah, so like I just choose to accept it at face value because like that's the simplest for me to do, mm-hmm. and like why not? Yeah. Now I will say there was a few uh, laugh out loud moments in this episode. Um, the first one for me was when he used, um, you know, the nine year old Adam as the six year old Adam for the rehearsal. Oh my god! And then oh, the god, fi- no. and then the fifteen year old of the adult. Oh no! So yes, no, that yeah. was that was like the, the scariest thing I've seen in a long yeah. time. Um, the, the, oh no! Scarier kid. was was when Nathan turns into Remy's mom in the mirror. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Later, yeah, I laugh. Yeah, that was later. I laugh very hard at that. And then um, when I noticed that he has her tattoo on his arm, that was my 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 next hard laugh. So, yeah, I uh, this this episode was a surprising in humorous ways. <laughs> yes. Um, what did you think of the return of Angela? That was interesting. that was very unexpected. I thought for sure she was gone. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like funny because like we first get her as the actress who plays a fake Angela. Yeah. Um, who, who I and prefer because, vastly. Because, Oh yeah, well, we and we do get and we get more of her. We get yes. Angela. So overall, the Angela ratio is not bad. Um, and the truth is, in retrospect, getting her like it was good to get that closure on Angela. I think and get to see that conversation between them. Um, I think that really did put a pin on it in a way that felt like a little open ended last week. Um, so I'm glad that we got that. See, um, I, I feel the opposite. I hated it because my understanding yeah. of Nathan's relationships, at least according to the way he and his parents have wished to portray it, is that he's always like way too passive and overly meek, and 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 that's what sort of fails to re- keep the relationship going because it just sort of becomes one sided and he just sort of like melts away. And like he Angela returns and Nathan just like completely genuflects to her. And he's like, you know, I'm 100 percent wrong. I'm sorry for not like, you know, for being for accusing you of not taking it seriously enough. Like, yeah, I brought this up last week. I felt like he should have called her out on that more. Again, him turning the show into about him removes her role altogether. I understand that. But it, it seemed like prior to that, she was already, you know, going through the motions the whole time. So 
I don't know. It just seems um, to me like he's bringing her yeah, on to I mean, just be like overly meek and like obsequious, which I thought his parents and him were saying was the problem in previous relationships. Well, I, this, I don't think he's view, he should be viewing this as a relationship. This is like was a it practice for one. Wasn't that the well, purpose? Right. Well, but it was also really like an employer-employee relationship where arguably he didn't treat her so well, and like he's going, you know, he's saying like, you know, I kind of like, you know, took over this experiment. Um, he probably realized that to the extent she was going through the emotions, was still she was still doing a, a hell of a lot to keep things going with this nonsense. Now that he was doing it alone, he probably realized how insane the whole thing was to actually go through. So let, let's so. go back to like the Jim Crumley question for a second, like. Do we think or do you think that all along Nathan's idea was I'm going to create this rehearsal for this woman, for Angela, but then I'm going to step in and take it over? Do you think that was his intent? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely could hear. Yes, and I could hear. I really don't know. Yeah. I, where, I mean, I guess where else could the story have gone? Who knows? Like, maybe it would have just, like, you know, I think it was an experiment. Like, I don't think he had necessarily had an ending. I think he had different, he probably had different, he probably had thought of different ways it could go. Yeah. And like, oh, this could happen. And if that happens, maybe then I'll jump in. Like, I'm not saying he never thought of that idea before. Um, but I think that if, if it on, if it on went, if it had gone and like Robin had been amazing and like it was working, like, I don't think he would have, like, he was specifically looking to, uh, you know, jump in. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. No, I think that's fundamentally right. I agree with you. Yeah. So, of course, it's right. This is unknowable. He's not going to tell us. There's no way to prove it one way or the other. Um, yeah, I mean, the Robin isn't, like, the best choice for someone that you want to, you know, have, like, a viable series with necessarily. But, um, you know, that's probably who you're finding on Craigslist when you're doing these, you know, weirdo things. I mean, Nathan is essentially um, never not playing the role of Nathan Fielder. Like when he goes on talk shows, when he goes on podcasts, when he's interviewed. And yeah, that's probably just who he is. Well, yes and no. I was I was I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about um Gilbert Gottfried who recently passed away and right. how he was always in character, except for a couple of rare interviews where he was out of character. And so like really? I think we all just sort of assume that's who he was. And like to an extent it was, but he was still like you know, putting up like being, you know, when he's on camera, when he's on, like when he's performing, he's performing sort of, right? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, and Robin Williams was obviously always like that also. And I, and that's why I just, it's hard to know because Nathan is trying to be sincere, I think, on this show. And it's just so hard to know, like, yeah, I to, think so. What, to what level of sincerity we should. And, you know, maybe the answer is just to take it at face value, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I choose to take it at face value because I have, I've been given no, like direct reason not to and one way or another like i think it's at face value so like whether it's like he's added like layers of characters say oh no that's not really me or whatever like it's like it's all coming from his brain and like this is what he's putting out in the universe and like i could choose to reckon that with that as just like his authentic uh self so that's what i'm gonna do uh i don't see any real other good alternative i mean here's another one i'll throw at you john mulaney so john mulaney had this reputation as being like this, you know, obviously beloved comedian. And and I mean, people knew his background, you know, like that, you know, he was in recovery and stuff like that. But he was sort of like the good little boy and he dresses nicely in his in his speech. And he talks about his wife who he loves, his Jewish wife who he loves right. all, so much. And like all of a sudden there's this whole other side of him. And I mean, he acknowledges a little bit in, in his in his latest stand up. But like like but ever then there was all these like, you know, hot takes and like think pieces and stuff but, like the bottom line is like however a person presents themselves to the public. That is how they desire to be seen, but that may not be who they actually are. And so I guess for, sure. when we're judging Nathan's art, 
doesn't really matter who he actually is. If this is who he's presenting himself to be, we should judge the art based on that. For purposes of the art, yeah. If you want yeah. to, you know, determine, you know, Nate, about Nathan Fielder, the real person, and his values, like that's a different question. But, yeah. yeah, but but it's hard. But I don't think it it is is obviously a different question, everyone, because this is a show that seems to be so much about those questions, and he's portraying himself, right? So. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. I, I I believe that the the person who we are seen to be making the the show is authentically giving us his viewpoint mm. uh, and perspective. Uh, do you believe uh, that Shakespeare was uh, actually Shakespeare? Um, I learned about this only recently. Was it was it from uh was it from a Robin Akiva where they had did the conspiracy pod? Was that where they talked about that? I don't remember, but I remember. I might have learned about it from high that. School. We um, had an it certainly time. makes it certainly makes a lot of sense to me that all of those like plays were not written by one person. Because mm. that next, seems like a not, lot. Next of... thing you're going to go ahead and claim the, the same about the Bible, and then we'll have to yeah, we'll have to yeah. stone you. So, <laughs> um, all right. So I'm definitely not going to say I don't definitely want to get stoned. Uh, Are you so sure about that? Um, I'm very sure I don't want to get stoned. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of trippy reactions, like Nathan turning into Remy's mom in the mirror. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So right. So let's just just to back up how we get here Uh is just I want to get get into the layers here. Sure. This is this is you know obviously very fast. It's like an onion. So first, he he thinks that he wants to like recreate the like goodbye when he says bye to Remy. That maybe if like he does did a better job with that, that would uh, that would help. So like he gets like new Adam. To play Remy, mm-hmm. and he gets his. I, I think Liam's real mom. I think is playing Remy's mom. I think right, and one of them I think is named Amber. But I remember which. Um, and they, they do the call goodbye and fine, uh, but that doesn't make a difference, I guess. Um, so then he's like, maybe if Angela had stayed, because like then the fact that like the kid would know the mom is obviously fake because she knows who his mom is. Then it w- he would know that also Nathan was fake. So like maybe like the, the, the lacking of the mother figure is what threw this kid. Yeah, I didn't really understand that logic so much. Uh, maybe it's the presence. I think of it a- makes sense. Yeah, I think it's the presence of a mother figure who whenever Nathan's not around is out of character. Would would help uh, Remy stay grounded? No, it's that he knows that's not his mother. Yeah, but he could think this is so my daddy. Now he, my daddy lives with. Some so then he knows the whole thing is fake. Uh, again, like we're making assumptions about what a six-year-old understands versus yeah, what, what's no, I think that, logical to I adults. Think, I don't think it's obvious that this is the case, no, but I think my it daddy, makes sense. my daddy lives with this other mommy now. He doesn't live with my mommy. <laughs> no, but he doesn't. No, no he, he never met the dad before. He, uh, exactly, and yet he still decided the dad was his because he walked around calling a daddy. Because he bonded with him. Yeah. All right. Anyway. But yeah, I, I think Rubs that having a read the mod there would help break the the thing up. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Fine. So then we get the whole thing where he you know, practices with fake Angela. We talked about he goes to see real Angela, and you know uh, he apologizes, but she forgives him. She like so maybe she is dating Robin because she, all of a sudden she's very obsessed with all these numbers nonsense. With like she's like the seventy and times the seven seventy and the you know divided by seventy. What kind of religious people would care about seven seventy? Right. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Or just or things explained by numbers, which also can be off by one. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So then, um, he okay. So then the next step is he he brings Liam with him 
to Remus to be like, hey, like you're both to right, you're both Adam. Like you see, like it's pretend, like you are Adam. No, he's Adam. I'm not really Daddy. I'm just Nathan. Um, and like, and the mom's like, no, he's actually doing a lot better. And like, you know, he's gonna be fine. And like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm taking care of him. Um, and you know, he's realizing that. Uh, you know, he he needs to see more of the, you know, the reverse side of things here to fully understand the picture. And as we leave, we learn that what's really happening here, of <laughs> course, is that Liam is there to study Remy so that now he can play Remy in the next rehearsal that we're about to get. Yes. And was Remy's mom okay with that? Um, right, so I don't know. Do you think that he that they she, they asked him permission for her permission for that? I guess they must have. I, have, I mean, yeah, there's cameras on, so as long as there's cameras on, they're getting permission. So yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, and like right when he leaves, he's like, "Did you get enough?" He's like, "I got it." <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It was like an Ocean's Eleven scene. <laughs> um, and that's as you said before. That's when we get Nathan. He looks into the mirror, and he is now mom. Yeah. And he's wearing the he's wearing like the sweater like she, he had previously asked her where did you buy that like yeah. turtleneck or whatever. I thought for a um, second that she was wearing the the, the Nazi um, vests from oh. Nathan for you. You know the Canadian brand. Interesting. I would be surprised. Remember that Trida Kaida? What was it? I called? remember. I remember the episode. I don't remember the specific brands. Okay, so there was some Canadian uh, brand like North Face type brand who yeah their owner apparently was like a neo Nazi and. Um, I, I, Taiga, it was Taiga, I think. T A I G A. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Anyways, I'm not, not sure. sure. Yeah, but that sounds right to me. Um, yeah. So I, for a second, I thought that's what she was wearing. But yeah, he's just trying to find out because he's going to become her now, of course. Yeah. So right. So now he's you know, and like he's starting from the beginning of like, and of course for Nathan's purpose, like everybody's stories begins when they inter- at, Nathan, at the moment yes. where Nathan enters their life, right? Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. So he's like, okay. So we start from you when you sent. So I've actually wanted to see six years of this kid living with his mom without. A I don't want to see it, but like it's you know, this is how just Nathan does things. He's very uh, yeah. show centric for you know for video. Yeah. Uh, for Thomas, we just need to do do the thing that we did on the show as his fake thing. Um, so, yeah, so we have him, you know, recording the audition tape, but then they go in for like the first day of filming now that he's being cast on the show. Um, so we have Liam is playing Remy and Nathan is playing Remy's mother. Um, and filling in as Nathan, we get the guy from episode from the from the Fielder Method episode uh, who played him at the at the acting studio. Yeah. At whatever acting school uh he's playing nathan here yeah um and like he, they tell, he's like, the best you know, nathan. nathan they tell nathan you know we're gonna take you know, we know we'll take, we're gonna take remy to go play and like you could stay here and watch backstage <laughs> and we get this amazing lol moments where like one of like the production hats is like that guy's really weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's a weird dude right yeah um, it's great yeah she loved it great stuff um so yeah, so we come to this like very uh very end sequence um where Nathan again playing Remy's mother um is trying to explain to Liam playing Remy that Nathan <laughs> being played by the fake Nathan is not his real father but rather a pretend daddy mm-hmm. um in order to make the simulation as realistic as possible. Uh, this is basically the exact scene that we saw earlier that now he's recreating. Yes. Um and then when Nathan, um, Nathan's like saying to Liam that, you know, maybe we shouldn't have done this whole thing in the first place. Uh, you know, this whole thing feels like more of a confession in certain ways. Um, this like little monologue we get here. Um, yeah. 
HBO's done that before on the final episode of a uh, docu series. <laughs> yes, they have. Uh, but yeah, he does. He does realize that um, sometimes what makes life worth living is the surprises. Mm. Um, that life is better with those surprises, not yeah. you know trying to live through your manufactured mm-hmm. reality. Spoiler. Um, spoiler alert. Yes. Um, and you know he's uh, you know trying to you know he's having a heart to heart with uh, Leo, but he says, "And I'm always going to be here for you because I'm your dad." And um, Liam was like, um, you mean you're, you're my mom? And Nathan says, no, I'm your dad. And then we see a little bit of Nathan's butt crack for mm-hmm. some reason. Yes. And uh, we cut season to end credits and yes. the season is over. So what the hell was that ending? Um, yeah, I thought about it a lot. I don't have a good answer. I've tried to, you know, I've read some stuff to see different people's takes. I don't, I don't think there's supposed to be a clear answer. Um, I think what, what, how I choose to understand it is that like in that moment, like that was like the moment of this whole thing where like it worked on him, where like he, in the moment, like he was finally bonding with, he was bonding with this kid as Nathan Fielder, as a dad, not like the artifice had fallen away for him in that moment. And he felt like he was a real father figure to this child in that moment. Um, and, so, and that's how, that's what, he but is that good? Is that I, bad? Was it the lesson of Remy that that's bad that he shouldn't be doing that? Well, I think the point is maybe that like, if you put yourself in a role where you're like caring for a kid, like you're going to form a bond with them, whether you try to or not, if you, if you're normal about it. So, so you like, know, when he says, I love you, dad, there's a long, awkward pause, because I'm your dad. There's a long, awkward pause. And, like, the implication is that he messed up. And then the kid asks him, and the implication is that Nathan's like, oh, shit, I messed up. What am I going to do? And then he decides, well, I'm going to lean into it further. Or, or do you think, no, Nathan intentionally said I'm your dad to trigger that response? Or am I just get, getting too far down a wormhole asking this question? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I again, I'm, I'm choosing to to take it as it's as it's presented. Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. Well, listen, we, we had a show put nearly a perfect series finale. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say perfect, but nearly perfect and better call Saul last week. And I just I don't think that this was that. I think it, well, it's a very different type of show. Yeah. Yeah. It's no uh, way it was going to be that. No, I'm just saying. That was the conclusion of like seven years of okay. story. Or sorry, 10 years of stories sorry, for sorry these for characters. The like, All right. Yeah. Like, it's not going to live up to something like that. Yeah. Um, but no, it's fine. Your entitles have not, you know, loved this episode. I agree. It wasn't as, I don't think it was as good as the Better Call Saul finale. Um, yeah. And I had issues with the Better Call Saul yeah, finale. This is a very different it, thing. It, it just, this also, honestly, dramatically reduces my interest in another season like what's going to happen next season was the um, ending with nathan telling the kiddies his dad was that supposed to be some kind of cliffhanger or we're just moving on totally from scratch? no i don't think that was a cliffhanger i yeah i think he'll he would do more stuff like this mm. not i don't think it has to be related to more big stick involving weird rehearsal type methods and I think the answer is that he, what he's thinking of are things that we can't even imagine, which is the point. Well, yeah, but also it's like kind of like however it turns out, like he probably has a different ideas. Like he had this idea with core and he had this idea with that. You know, we saw three for all we know, he filmed seven or and tried yeah. 11. Um, and, you know, so he'll go out, he'll do stuff. He'll see what happens. Like it's, I guess, you know, the thing with Angela, that storyline became what he thought was like the best material they got. I'm sure there was stuff that was left on the cutting floor. Maybe there's stuff that he got that that's season two. Mm. Sort of like um, 
uh, what's it called? Which could Anchorman. Which could ex- which could explain why this show got greenlit for a second season when HBO Even, was cutting oh, everything, and you would think that this would be like high on the list. Like, there's no way any like we saw last week. Like, no one is watching this show. Yeah. Uh, by HBO standards, but like, if they're like, hey, like we already like we already have everything. It'll cost you like six thousand dollars for us to like edit it. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure not, but you know what I mean. Like, it's yeah. it's or we have everything. Well, you know, we can make six episodes from what we have. Like, then they it makes it much easier to get approval. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, uh, it's definitely an interesting possibility. Yeah. So, um, so my rating for this episode is pretty, pretty, pretty good. Two and a half. Um, oh, wow. you know, a lot, lot of flaws. And as I said, I'm not at this moment. This this finale makes me less enthusiastic about next next season. So. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, obviously I'm uh, I'm a pretty far on the, other than the spectrum for you. Um, I said at the top, and I don't think I wavered in my enthusiasm throughout. Despite, yeah, I mean, listen, I I accept like all the flaws. Like the, the flaws are in some ways like part of like the messy beauty of the show for me. So it's like, and I get that's like a cop out that like anything that's bad, you could say, well, that's why it's good. But that's yeah. all. I mean, I don't really mean it like that. Um, I, I I acknowledge the flaws. Um, I acknowledge like the ethical qualities involved. But there was this show was just like I don't even know I can't even put it into words. But this show just like won me over from the beginning, and I was just so happy to be along for the ride. Um, this episode I thought was as good as any of them, um, and you know it's, I guess it's somewhat of a uh, you know all encompassing award for the entire series. But I say that this episode was pretty, 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 pretty good. Um, the series was five pretties. Um, I loved everything about it other than things I didn't like, but overall, I, I, I'm very, uh, very praiseful of this show. I loved it a hell of a lot. Hmm. Oh, come on, be a come with guy. Okay. And who is your come with guy? My come with guy is gotta be Liam. Mm. Um, that guy is just amazing. Like he 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 owned this episode um, in terms of acting. Um, when he's when he's like when Nathan asks him if he's believable as a dad, and he's like, "Well, you're a great scene partner." Yeah, uh, that's great stuff. Yeah. yeah, Liam is great. He's great. He's great. He has a bright future. Yeah, no, I mean, hard to disagree there. Uh, honorable mention goes to Remy for being so cute, and then also the adult fake Remy, fake Adam. Who pretends to be six years old, but is like an adult man diving on uh, Nathan. Oh. And then goes outside to smoke a cigarette. He's your honorable mention? Yeah, that guy's great. Oh, oh, I have news for you. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. He's my fucking asshole. That guy <laughs> creeped the hell out of me. I have that guy's in my nightmares. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was like shuddering to watch the episode again to take notes because I knew I was gonna have to see that guy again. <laughs> and it's like when he's like, he's like acting a little baby that he's out vaping. I was like, oh, like I get like, oh, it was uh, the things of my nightmares. That was we I, saw that on the commercial last week. We saw him and we yeah. were all very creeped out by him. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, he, he's fine. Uh, yeah, I thought he was very funny. Um, I, I think, you know, look, the obvious fucking asshole here is Nathan. You know, uh, you could make you could try to make an argument for Remy's mom. But like, you know, I feel very bad vilifying her for like a small edited portion of a role. Like, you know, we don't. But Nathan is showing what Nathan wants to show. And what he shows, he's uh, he's a pretty big asshole for what he's one of these kids. So, yeah, Yeah, I'm not going to disagree. Not going to disagree. Yeah. Now, should we go to the postman? Postman! Postman, come here! Tell the neighborhood! What a shanda, Larry! Uh, uh, Larry uh, David! Larry, you you are a lousy Jew! But you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! A shanda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! The postman might be wild today, I don't know. 
we certainly shall. I don't think it's that wild. Oh, um, okay. I think it's a regular Postman. Because well, um, we got some very strong takes from listeners, maybe in non-Postman forms. Devin Bashevki and Jared Jerome, like very strong oh, takes. Oh, yeah. I don't consider things written on like WhatsApp to be in the Postman. Um, in the Postman, okay. unless somebody specifically says. Well, he said on Postman. Twitter, he said there should be a congressional investigation into Nathan Fielder. Bashevkin Who said that? Bashevki said that. Because of for mistreating the children, uh, I, I assume so. Interesting, yeah. Maybe it's for saying synagogue is boring. I don't know. <laughs> Buy synagogue now, anywhere you can. Yeah, uh, I bet he understands why people think synagogue is boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, so let's go to the official postman. And uh, how do you, how do you yeah. submit? To the uh, um, the easiest way to do so is to send an email to curb postman at gmail.com c-u-r-b-p-o-s-t-m-a-n at gmail.com mm. um that's that's really the best way um yeah if you write if you write something on twitter or on or whatsapp or whatever we're probably not going to um write that down to be read uh but you're still encouraged to do all that because we uh we do read those and we like them sometimes sometimes we may even retweet them it's very powerful you can go out to dozens of people <laughs> uh by us um and that's you know that you could really blow up that could be your day so you know just write something smart um so yeah so if you write something into postman at gmail.com though you can have your email read like michael beverage did and he writes in to say that the come with guy is liam who played faked adam and fake remy and he's uh down for fake bullying scenarios at fake schools and very trained in the fielder method great scene partner mvp of the episode yeah mm-hmm. i'm completely with you michael beverage uh, fucking assholes, Nathan. So the, you know, there Alex is with you. Looking back, the Willy Wonka talk was incredible foreshadowing. Uh, he gives the episode a four out of five. I really like the show, though. I hope in season two we get more self-contained rehearsals. Enjoyed listening to the podcast every week, and hope you'll be back for season two. P.S. Here is the Twitter account for Remy's grandpa. She says Remy, sorry, Remy's grandma. She says Remy is doing fine. Oh, thank God. So that's good to, hear. good to hear. As predicted, Remy's doing fine. Yeah, I mean, th- what else are you expecting to hear? Well, we've hired a lawyer. Well, we're suing Nathan Field. Right, That's I said that when um, they said Zach Wilson's uh, surgery was a success. I'm like, they always say the surgery was a success. Yeah. Like, they'll be like, oh, the star player goes in for a surgery. Doctor says it was a complete disaster. I fucked up everything in there. <laughs> uh, with the twins, that's how it works. Yeah. Um, all right. Jim Crumley says, pretend daddy was a disappointing season finale. Okay, so there you go. You got the other side, the Chester side of things. The first I'm third not trying to so turn people. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kidding. The third, the first third or so was good, particularly the first portion of dealing with Remy wanting Nathan to be his daddy. After that, it dragged. Nate, Nathan considered his feelings that being a father could be conf- compelling, but the way they did it, they did it was not great for me. I hope that the show comes back that Nathan has a better plot in mind. And he gives the episode three out of five previews. Come with guy is Remy. He seems like a nice kid. The fucking assholes is the parents who let their kids be on the show. <laughs> um, yeah, fair, definitely fair. Not great parenting. Yeah. If, if you want to like get on HBO, you know, do it yourself. All right. Uh, Zach Brooks says, what an odd finale. I had been thinking about the impact on these kids. So I'm glad they sort of addressed it, but it, made, it just made me think he was exploiting their emotions. I laughed pretty hard at the adult playing Adam, and I was shocked when the mirror revealed Nathan as Remy's mom. Haven't heard anyone mention the buckle in a long time. Buckle? Uh, the buckle, the buckle. That's where she bought the sweater, I believe. 
Oh, okay. Is when, that he, a, when he oh. asks her, yeah, like, yeah. where did you get that? Yeah. I think it's the buckle. I think that's where it is. Uh, uh, come with guy is the producer during the Nathan as Remy's mom portion. <laughs> she seemed pretty good at her job. It was good with the kid. Fucking assholes is the bullies. He didn't invite Adams to the sleepover. Uh, three pretties because it wasn't super funny. For your next show, I want to resuggest The League and Nathan for you. It's football and fantasy time, and I feel like that show would be fun on a revisit. The League and Nathan uh, for you, those are two separate proposals? I, 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 I don't see how they wouldn't be two separate proposals. Oh, how would, okay. I would like to hear from you what you think they are as one proposal. Oh, I, I don't know. I was just confused. I mean, uh, I, yeah. I would say, you know, there's already a... Kelly and Megan. Yeah, have. yeah. Nathan, for you, you're you're well taken care of. So mm-hmm. I think that's not something that we're gonna pursue. Um, I think the league would be a fun thing to uh, throw in the hopper, but I think that's not the direction we're going in. I think the league might be a little more dated than we realize. Not just like the football references, but there might be a lot of things that are a little bit more. Uh, you know, that wouldn't surprise me. But wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say that about Curb though? Yeah, but Larry David sort of he gets away with it. For doesn't give a shit in a, in a different kind of a way. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I just, you know, I, no, I, I do think it's different. Well, the league is also Jeff Schaefer. So maybe it's Jeff Schaefer who's been getting away with it. Mm, yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get anybody from the league canceled. <laughs> <laughs> They're all canceled. Yeah. Yeah. How, how many, how many of the leagues do we have? I think there's going to be like 80 episodes or something. But you're the expert. So you give me a guess. No, I'm just going to look it up. Oh, yeah. 84 episodes. Yep. You were spot on. You said 80, right? Yeah. I said 80. I mean, that's not so much, I guess. So is that what we're doing? Are we on to uh, our, our next week? Or are we still in the, in the postman? Well, we have one more from Olin. Oh, okay. So yeah, let's finish that. And then we'll, we'll go on. Okay, so let's finish Olin. Then we can revisit theory. this. Yeah. Um, Olin Allen says, well, the show is finally dropping over here on Wednesday at 2 a.m. for some amusing reason. Hear a lot of pushback on this episode. Even if our hosts are down on episode, I expect they will rate it with more pretties than their highest average-rated season of Curve. <laughs> Poor Larry. <laughs> yeah, Fair listen, the, 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 the relative scores here are through. The yes, 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 yes. We're, yes, we're, we're, we're much more rigorous with our uh, Five stars ranking. for um, an episode of the rehearsal is equivalent to half a star for Kurt. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but yeah, it's, we're, we're, not, we're not on the same scale. Yeah. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. Um, what does that I don't even mean? Who the hell knows? Why are there different systems? What is a rating system? Yeah. How does any of this work? Why are we doing this? Yeah. These are for questions for a different episode. These guys are doing um, that. Wait, did we ever read that on the podcast? The guys review about how we're, we're pretending to do a podcast about Curb, but it's really about... Did we read that one? On um, we certainly have to. It's quite excellent. I think we did. Oh, you read it on 32 Fans. Oh, did I? Wait, with well, on I... the Seinfeld episode with Jared and Allie. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, we still could. Yeah. We certainly still I could. say read it again. At okay, the end of the well, postman, we'll get to that. Okay, well, yeah. let me finish, finish up Olin yeah. first. Um, he says, anyway, I feel prepared and well, and well rehearsed for my eventual viewing of the show. Come with guy is Larry David, without whom I probably wouldn't be anticipating what he's screening. Uh, very true. Yeah. Very true. No that's fucking funny. asshole. That's, that's very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the review in question. Yeah, so by the um, way, you should definitely go to iTunes and review the podcast. Oh yes, you should do that. Yeah, um, yeah listen, we've um, we've seen a little bit of an uptick in our uh, audience sizes the last few weeks. So that's you know it's very nice that people have seemingly jumped on board to hear us talk about the rehearsal. Uh, yeah. We had a great time doing that. So like 
Um, you know, whether you've been us with us, like like Olin Allen from episode one or Zach Brooks or you know, plenty of others, um, or you jumped on board, you know, towards the end of curve for rehearsal, like we're glad to have you here. Um, having, you know, people go to iTunes and, you know, rate and review us, you know, supposedly helps more people find the podcast. And like, you know, that's great. As you know, whenever we have more people coming in, um, it just, you know, makes it a more fun experience for everyone, more voices, uh, more people writing in. Um, except when we get emails or, you know, messages from fellows like Robert Roy. Reviews. Um, this is a review, right? This is a review. How many stars did uh, he give us? He gave us one star. Okay. And he says that this is this podcast is a total bait and switch. Mm. This current show has zero to do with Curb Your Enthusiasm, yet it uses a silhouette of Larry David, the theme song from Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> as its title, and the famous line from the show. It constitutes intellectual property infringement, Ooh. misappropriation, and theft of the good will of the goodwill that Larry David has built up over two decades. I should really get someone from Where's Jackie uh, Childs? Yeah, I gotta get this over to well, I have uh, IP attorneys in my office. Mm. I want them to check out these allegations yeah. of intellectual property infringement. Mm-hmm. Um beyond that, the two hosts are boring and dumb. Okay, well that's <laughs> at least fine. You know. <laughs> Never said, yeah. We never said that we weren't boring or dumb. Like, yeah. That's not in the show. Time. I mean, what um, I would curious, I, like I genuinely would like to know, did he scroll through the 110 episodes in the archives? Yeah, I mean, we did a lot of episodes about Kirby. Yeah, but he seems like, to think we never did this. those. He seems to think like, I'm very confused. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've done many, many hours of Kirby enthusiasm coverage. Yeah. We did all the episodes. And very few other episodes. Um. One is barely articulate. Um, I don't know if that's supposed to mean that the other one is not at all articulate or, or is we're back. We're back to reading Rob Roy. Yeah. So the host uh, wants to know and, do, dumb, and one is barely do articulate. A, do HBO and Larry David know about this? Are there Rob, sponsors of this podcast? If on. so, do they Larry, know about HBO this? does and Larry David does also, actually, technically speaking. I'm sure Larry yes, forgot about it. The sponsor of this podcast is Anchor, who hosts the podcast. Mm-hmm. So please go let them know <laughs> that the podcast that they are hosting is misappropriating uh, Larry David's IP. Please actually, go. don't let them know because they'll probably have to like close this preemptively before they bother looking into it. It's probably um, easier. For yeah, them, fine. Right? Don't let yeah. Fine. Too withdrawn. Yeah. The jury shall disregard. Hobbs out first. Yes. Uh, please do not contact um, Anchor and allege any. We also have a. Uh, we also have a comment from uh, Lash Bash who gave us five stars, mm. and she said, "A job done. A really very nice and good." How do I know? I know. Uh, okay. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out. All right. So should we? She come wrote back? the review while she was on our podcast. Oh, she, did she tell us about it? I think. Yeah. No, it was I. We, it was on the air. I think. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, maybe. Right, I, so, oh, maybe it was after. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's talk about next week and in, and in the future weeks. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> so I th- I think before we went this way, we were leaning towards Party Down. Is that right? We were. We okay. are. So Party Down has two seasons, twenty episodes. Uh, much more yeah. consumable. A new season is coming sometime in 2022. It wrapped filming a few months ago. That's what we know. Um, if we started like next week, I think we'd finish the season by mid to late October. And then we'd finish season two by the end of the year. And then, you know, if season three came in late December, it would be perfect. If season three came in the middle. You know, we'd have to adjust at that yeah. point. But- so we would definitely be 
playing it by ear a little bit because like we really don't know when this like new season is going to pop up on us and it will be nice to uh you know partake in that uh because that's you know that's more fun in a way um but you know well i guess we'll see what happens well uh you know we could definitely start down that road and it's definitely a show that i enjoy um i know it's a show that you enjoy and um you know we can make a make a fun of it all right so next week we're gonna go on to hulu and watch season one episode one of party down it is called that's right the willow canyon homeowners annual party yeah i'm really excited um yeah, I mean, so, you know, this hope, you know, in a, in a perfect world, this will be exactly 26 weeks, which is half a year. So that's six months. So for the next six months, um, we're thinking uh, this is going to be a party down podcast. Yeah. And it's possible uh, we'll to change our mind, but. Yeah, if, if after three episodes we hate it, we're not, we're not going to do 23 more episodes. Yeah. But I don't think we'll hate it. We've both seen the show and liked it. So yeah. I don't think we're all of a sudden going to hate it. Yeah. Um, so that would be I mean, his turn events. I think I've discussed um, this on podcasts before, but. Um, uh, the state. I'm fans of them. I, I watch like all, all. I watched at some point. I got DVDs to watch like all their old episodes on MTV. Um, the Ten, which is a movie that this same group of people made, which mm-hmm. nobody else liked, but me and my roommate in law school, I thought was like the funniest <laughs> movie for years. Um, and so yeah, we're 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 gonna be back with with that group, and I'm very excited. Uh, Ken Marino, and yeah, it's uh, a really fun cast. David Wayne. Um, yeah, I mean, if you've never seen the show, it, you know, I think you could also get it on Stars. So whether you have it through Hulu or through Stars, um, it's about a group of like aspiring, you know, LA, you know, actors, writers, you know, movie stars, whatever, um, who all like work as waitresses or waiters for this catering company. And it's a lot of like comedians who have become much bigger since that time. So that's like a really fun part of it. Um, a really great cast, uh, a lot of fun guest stars that pop in. And the, it's kind of like a traveling circus where like, it, because it's a catering company, like every week they cater a different event. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that, like the kind of the the background characters change week to week. And that's a very fun part of the show is kind of like, not just like the cameos of like who those, some of those people are, but just like um, just having like the story just move from week to week to a different setting and seeing our, you know, heroes adapt and to different types of parties with some of which are super zany some of which uh you know have very unexpected twists and turns and it's uh it's a show that i enjoy very greatly so uh looking forward to it yeah and i haven't seen it in a while much like uh, the early seasons of curb so i'm excited to dive yeah i week. rewatched it like two years ago because oh. uh my wife was interested and she very much enjoyed it um so you know, I, I have seen it somewhat recently, but I'm still excited to do another re- another watch of it because I, I think it's really fun. Um, so, yeah, you know, whether you've, um, you know, been along with us for Curb, you jumped for the rehearsal, you, you left for the rehearsal, you're back for whatever's next. Um, you know, we hope you'll jump aboard, uh, join with us. Um, I guess we'll have to think about whether we're going to do any sort of uh, rebranding or I don't even know how we do this at this point, but uh, we'll figure it out. Just stay subscribed to this feed. That's probably, I assume that's where we'll stay. Um, um, no, that's definitely where we'll stay, but we maybe will change the name around a little bit again. I don't know. We'll figure something out. So the logo, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we'll for, at, our, at our heart, we'll always be pretty, pretty, pretty good. We'll always be a Curb podcast. That's uh, always, you know, and there's going to supposed to be more Curb one day. So, you know, we'll definitely be on that when it comes. And I assume we'll be on the rehearsal when it comes back. Now, you know, uh, that'll be within our uh, you know, our area of expertise. Yeah, and if you turned into this episode and you were bothered because you said, I was promised Curb and there's nothing about Curb here. They're stealing the intellectual property. Just scroll down in your app and find another uh, 110 episodes and uh, then, then you write them in review. 
Yeah, please let us know after you've completed that, whether it was a bait and switch yes. for the logo. The logo that promised curve uh, content. Yes. All right, Av. Um, hopefully we'll be having fun next week. Get a life, Jews. Bonus content. All right, bonus content? Jews. Yeah, well, so what's the bonus um, content? Last yeah, week we before the op- last week before the episode, we said we were going to talk about the Better Call Saul finale, and we never we never ended up doing so. We forgot. Yeah, because you had to go do thirty two fans. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Also, um, yeah. all right. So so what did I think about the Thrones? You mean the dragons, House of Dragons? Yeah, whatever. I'm so happy with calling it Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they there's still lots of Thrones of us. They did keep some of the same theme music, which was a, a nice connection. And yeah. I mean, I mean, and they, I mean, obviously, like the opening, like the, the screen, it's 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen and everything blocked. Like, yeah. So they're making the obvious connection there. I came into this with sort of a brief outline of who the main players were, but intentionally nothing more than that. And I think that was the right way to go. But how, how much how much background info did you have or did you remember watching this episode? Um, I had basically the same. I own the book Fire and Blood. Mm-hmm. I once started reading it. I made it about 10 pages before I lost interest. And so like, I don't know anything really about this whole thing other than just like, you know, I listen to podcasts with, like, you know, Jason and Mallory where they'll, you know, they'll remind you, oh, and of course, as we know from the Dance of Dragons, and like, yeah. you know, we'll talk about this whole story. But like, can I tell you the names of any of these people before? No, not at all. Um, or you know, so I, I have like some general framework about what's where this is going, but like I think anybody does from the first episode. Like, I don't have like I don't think I have too much of a bigger hand, but like basically as soon as like I heard the word Heron Hall and then saw a dragon, I was completely in. Like, I, it didn't take that much. Yeah, um, yeah, and I I'll you know I I've been one of uh, one of the people who's been more of a, a champion for Game of Thrones even post uh, you know bad terrible ending or whatever because it's like. I like I really resent that like Game of Thrones is like been like thrown in the dumpster by like the pop culture. Like there's like so many like shitty franchises and series that just like pump up garbage. What like at, this after that after that? Like DC gets to keep making movies after movies. They all suck. So it's like but like Game of Thrones had like one season out of eight that like wasn't amazing. And it's like oh I can't believe Game of Thrones thinks they have the right to make another season. They're showing it down our throat. Like what are you talking yeah. about? Like it was the, it was the like best TV of, show. How ever. many Star Wars movies are garbage? It was like, the best TV show ever for like sixty five episodes. Yeah, like of course. Like people are like, oh, are you watching the new Game of Thrones? Of course, I'm watching the new Game of yeah. Thrones. Like, what are you crazy? I love Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm fully on board that take. Um, now it is interesting because this is an entire world. The show, which is going to start and end in a, a world like the the stories have already been written. The script is already there. Uh, you know, for hardcore uh, fans, they already know the outcome. But like, it's not the question, the open ended question marks that Game of Thrones that Game of Thrones became. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, yes, to an extent, not. I mean, like, well, like well, the average person has no idea what how any of these stories end because, like, they're completely disconnected from the stories of 200 years ago. I mean, I guess, like, you know that, like, the Targaryens don't lose the throne. Well, let me put it this way. Like, the, the like, basic plot outline of this series you could go find online right now if you wanted, right? By yes, going on, like, yes. Song of Ice and Fire wikis. Yes, yes. Yeah. The book exists. Yeah. Um, I mean, to what, like, what percentage... Of the quote unquote blame for oh, except of- one thing I one thing I did was told is that the book is very like Rashomon style, so like there's like different points of view, so like there's a lot of things in the story to which there is no objective answer to, but like there could be very you know the very big sweeping answers to things are probably like who is like the king at the end of, or queen at the end of the story. I'm sure there's a clear answer to. Yeah, I mean like. 
But let me put it this way. Like when Benioff and Weiss first got George R. R. Martin to sign off on Game of Thrones, apparently, uh, according to, you know, the, the stories they've told, that the, the way that they got the job is that they discussed R right. plus They knew L. who Jon Snow's mother was. Yes, exactly. They said R plus L equals right. And yeah. And like that was a reference that knowing that gave him enough confidence. Like I'm saying this to say like that's how little everybody knew about 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 that world at the time that just saying that was enough to get George R. R. Martin to endorse you, right? Like now if you want to throw right. this out, I know well, they were can... like credentialed, you know, showrunners, but like yeah. yes, that, but that was an indication so of like, all right, you know yeah. like you know the show that like you know the answer to like that, like, you know, thing that only, like, only people on the message boards would know that. Yeah. But well, at the time, but now because right, there's so the much time, more. Yeah. Of course. But yeah, but I'm just saying, but that's how little we all relatively knew about that world. So, yeah, no, but I mean, you know, I thought it was just, you know, great to be back in the world. Yep. Um, it definitely, like, as you said, like they go out of their way to like make as many connections to, you know, the, you know, those characters like via these new characters. Which is helpful. But it was helpful. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind it. Um, and it's for funny. Certain- it's funny that like if you watched a show from any era in like the last two thousand years on our Earth, right? It would look quite, you know, at least in the last, you know, let's say thousand years, maybe the previous thousand years, not as clearly. It'd be pretty obvious within an hour of watching a show the technological event, like that you're two hundred years of a different age, right? Right, but here it's the same. Yeah, here the the, the technology. It's actually better. They have more. They have more dragons. They have more dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like it's just like nothing like, you know, the style, the fashion, nothing seems to be dramatically different that I've noticed. Now, maybe it's only an hour and I have to give it a. Well, yeah, a well, chance, I but... think it makes sense that like there were long periods of time that things kind of stayed somewhat stagnant. But not in this world. But this is not in the dark. This world is constantly insane levels of action. <laughs> and revolution. Well, maybe not. A... Yeah, but maybe not technology wise. That's more like magic. That's weird because war and, and sort of like large scale projects is sort of what drives, you know, a lot of uh, technological innovation. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So what do you what do you think of this plan to have this like big secret about like the truth of the universe and this looming war? Mm. Uh, but like only one person who is alive at any given time will know about this. Or yes, yeah. maybe two. Like you like if you get hit, if he gets hit by a bus, like that's it. Like it's done. No one knows. Well, and it's sort of weird because haven't there been kings slaughtered surprisingly on many occasions um, with these Targaryens all killing each other? And also, by the time of 170 170 years later, not only does it not seem like a suit that only one person knows, but why should only one person know it? Is that like a good way to defeat global warming? Only tell one person and (laughs) no one else can know. Like, how about warn everybody? Right. That way, when you start screaming about you, they'll believe you and not say, oh, you just made this up. And like, you know, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I don't really understand the strategy, but the Targaryens, listen, they're a little crazy. So it's yeah, a little weird. Like, so I think we, we project so much of Daenerys onto Renara. Am I pronouncing it right? I don't know, but yes, for sure. And so like, what has she done to earn this endorsement? Now, what has any son done? Nothing other than have a penis and be, you know, the, the child. And so, you know, why right. should sex determine it? But like. They're at like they're they're sort of put, like you are the one to change a hundred years of this of this you know sexist thing that would only go to the sons. Not well, the but it was yeah, it was more like of a a not Damon vote. I think even the show presents it that way. We just like need to find a way to get it avoid this maniac, and why don't we just go with the girl? And it's and it's yeah. um it was it was interesting like no one called him out on like wait you only got the throne because like the rule was a girl can't have it yeah so, like how are you now giving it to a girl. Yeah, seems like very uh, hypocritical. 
Yeah. And also, why is Damon just like hanging out right outside the uh, the meeting, listening in? You can hear the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. When why, about why doesn't he have a virus doing it for him? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it, it's so funny. Like everybody were like, oh, you know, we're tr- trying to project them onto onto the previous roles. Obviously, the the or, or, obviously to me, it seems like sort of the Eddard Stark uh, good guy who uh, it's not going to go well for him is our new hand of the king. Right. Yeah, it doesn't it never does go well for those hands? Yeah, what what happened to his son? Did he was it, did Damon kill him? Is he alive? Is he disfigured? Um, he seemed very damaged. Um, I was like saying when it starts, I was like, I don't get this thing where like the real like sons of like the lords go and like they try to kill each other yeah. like in a, in a game. Stupid. Like, why do they do this? Well, like, that's why the society like the slaves society has the constant violence and turnover and and you know because they constantly very kill stupid. their best. Like these guys yeah. have a lot to lose. Yeah. Very dumb. Yes, I agree. Very dumb. I, I would not engage. How do you have like a so swollen ankle? Just sit it out. It's fine. Um, Especially the, I mean, about these are like these fights people. to the death. And also, there seems to be no rules. You can do whatever you want. Yes, but I feel like that's not usually what it is. Like, I feel like other times that I've seen this, like, they're not like really trying to murder each other. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I, they're trying to like at most like knock the guy off the horse, like which also fine is also bad. But like, like here, like it sounds like it felt like they're like trying to both stab each other in the head. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like, I don't think that's like that's not a game. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, all valid questions. Um, what's are Alicent and um Rhaenyra, Is this supposed to be a, a romantic pairing or, or just like a, a close social? I don't even like, know fr- who you're talking about. I don't, I don't. I don't even remember those names. Who are they? Rhaenyra, like the main, like the the queen, the the one. Oh, okay. Lady, I mean, I, and her oh, friend. Okay. And, the who, and her friend. Oh, Alicent, I don't know. Interesting. The brunette who she's always with, who sort of they hug and they and they look at each other longingly. Oh, so maybe I don't know. I missed I missed that interaction, so I don't know. No, oh, I feel like there were several interactions, and it just it wasn't clear to me. I thought they were like platonic, but you never know. Me- meanwhile, a Damon is like trying to like uh, get with his niece. It seems like right now, all right, and he's telling her how beautiful she is. Although, listen, they're Targaryen, so that's par for the course. Yeah, no, that's goes. That's yeah, in fact, it, it, you know, um, they say that a uh, an, a a season a series premiere of a Song of Ice and Fire television show without at least three acts of incest is considered a dull affair. <laughs> and because we had we had literally three in the opening episode of Game of Thrones, if you include. Um, Daenerys's um, brother. What the hell is his name again? Viserys. Yeah, right? yeah, Viserys. Lustily I think it's the same name as this guy, right? In the bathtub. Um, yeah. And in this episode, we had none at all. Yeah. No what's incident. going on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a dull affair. No, very dull. Uh, please, <laughs> I need people. I need to know people are related when they're having sex. That's what I was. I mean, listen. Apparently, it's a popular. Uh, I get off on knowing they're related. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross for them. And that's what that's it for me. Yeah. So um yeah. Um, yeah I don't I'm want just... any of these actors pretending that they're related bullshit. Yeah. They should really be related. <laughs> yeah. Cersei, uh, like they were true brother and sister, right? That's what I understand this way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, who, um who who's gonna be who's gonna be like the emerging like star of the show? I assume the princess. Well, I mean, she's presented as the Daenerys, but then you know, we also have a Tyrion and we also have a John. And yeah, we, so there's gonna be a bunch. It's we, gonna be an ensemble. But we met Tyrion and John. Like, who did we meet in this episode? Who sort of like Tyrion or John was sort of like not in a primary role, but is gonna grow to become a primary role. Um. Well, what about the hand? I could see him being at the center of a lot of drama. 
Well, you're a hand. You're already like, you know, like arguably the number two. So I'm I'm talking about like John right. is like a bastard, you know, fifth kid. Oh, meaningless who's going to like become in season. And Tyrion uh-huh. also totally meaningless. He's just a guy who gets drunk and he, their only skill is being related. To I don't know. Honestly, I don't know the names or, or, or a lot of a lot of these characters and couldn't tell you a whole lot about any of them. But I yeah. enjoyed the hell out of watching this. What are the policies, I wonder, with a dragon rider who's um, not following the rules. Can they be like, can they have their license, like their dragon suspended from them? Yeah, but that doesn't do a whole lot for the guy that's dead. Well, what I'm saying, for example, is Damon, they could say, hey, Damon, we're taking away your dragon. You can't be with your dragon. Because oh, we're worried that you're yeah. going to try and like start a civil war. You would think that that's what they would do, but um, I have a feeling that's not what will yeah. happen. I feel like Targaryens value the uh, the dragon rider relationship like even more so than they value like winning wars. So... Could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this um, current Viserys seems like he's he's very he's very much of like a Nathan Fielder, I would say, and that like he like doesn't want to like rock the boat in certain ways. So he's like he wants things to like he's like wants things to be like peaceful. Like he doesn't. Yeah, want... and this is always seen as a, a sign of weakness. But like, why does it have to be weak? Why? Why? why do, like. I mean, almost a little bit like Biden uh, compared to Trump. But like, oh, no, like we need somebody who's like constantly threatening, like terrible things to happen to people. Like, like, why? Why, why is it? Why is it bad? Why is it, quote unquote, weak that Viserys is like leading a peaceful kingdom and not like supporting, like murdering people in the street? Oh, right. But meaning but now he's creating he's going to create conflict and division for sure. I mean, that's where this is headed, right? That he's going to. You know, the the family's going to rupture. You know, we have these personalities from different sides of the families. People are going to take sides, and it's going to be a big, uh, bloody mess. So, yeah. um, you know, actions have consequences, even if you have good intentions. Speaking of bloody mess, was there a little bit... Oh, there was a bloody mess in this yeah. episode, yes. Um, oh, well, that was what... very upsetting to watch. There was a little shades to me of Stannis with Viserys, like, allowing his wife to die. Like, yes, we'll do a C-section, which is not a thing that we do, and we'll kill her because... <laughs> Yeah, well, I think I I understood it as like she was pretty much gonna die either way. Either way, um, th- that didn't make it like less brutal, especially for her not to be told about it. Um, it was still very upsetting to watch, but I don't think it was quite that he completely he just like chose the baby over her. I think as presented, at least I could be wrong. Yeah, but no, that, that is how right. I understood it. Yeah. Is that like she was definitely gonna die? And it wasn't even was a like, Sophie's well, choice. It was right. Yeah. I think I think so. But if I'm wrong, I'm happy to be corrected. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm not happy to be corrected because that makes it much more upsetting. <laughs> so yeah, I'd rather I, it be the lesson. You'll, you'll be unhappy to be uh, corrected. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know enough about um the, the Westerosian uh, gynecological advances at this time to know you know what they could have done yeah. or should have done or would have done. But yeah, it does not seem ideal. Yeah, and uh, yet again, I mean, like the the image of a woman dying in childbirth is like very common throughout uh, Game of Thrones, like. Uh, well, What's and Leona Stark and, and the Bible, and the Bible. Like a of, yes, a lot of uh, ancient uh, stories. Yeah, so. and it's like, you know, why? You because eat. it happened like a very high percentage of the time without like the advances of medicine and science. Right, but it's like this episode also also made me feel. But like, how many times of it was like, oh, the story is she died in childbirth because childbirth is brutal, but really it's. Because like the husband like Builder. cared more about having an heir than the well being of his of his wife, yeah. Um, even as, yeah, so it's like yeah, it's like tough. Um, yeah, that was that was, that was a rough watch. Um, anyway, um, what well, no, those dragons? Dragon the dragons were cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm all out on this show. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, we'll uh, yeah.
guess we'll see week to week whether we want to do a little uh, convo about it on the backside of our party down. Um, mm. But uh, I guess we'll see how much we like the show. That'll um, probably dictate whether we want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, also, probably with, with, depending when we uh, record. Yeah, so, just uh, there's so many people who are so much more qualified than I am. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like the reason I started that we started the Kerr podcast is because like no one else had done one, and we wanted to listen to one. And so, <laughs> yeah, I, we, do, I, we don't. Yeah, we'll see. All right. I'll add it all the time. Bye. All right.